Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And 960. This is something special for you. It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Welcome in Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle. I'm broadcasting live from one of my favorite places on earth. It's where me and my wife came together in harmonious bliss and we declared our love for each other back in 2016 and it's been celestial ever since that day we went back it was october i think it was roughly october 2nd if i'm not mistaken where we made it official we were heading down here to ruby's inn to uh, check out the wonderful bryce canyon national park the wonder of the west to hike bike race on horseback ride through the hoodoos of bryce canyon and, and we declared our love for each other we became a thing we became a couple and uh four years later finally uh, she asked me to marry her, and I said yes. I've been waiting, and uh, it's a, it's been great ever ever since that day. So I love Ruby's Inn. I love Bryce Canyon National Park. It holds a very special place in in my heart and our hearts, uh, the Criddle Casas uh, hearts. And so uh, we have two kids now, and it all started here at Ruby's Inn. Since 1916, Ruby's Inn has been uh, this uh, this beautiful. Uh, beacon of light right at the mouth of historic Bryce Canyon National Park, as I mentioned, the wonder of the West. So we're celebrating that today. We're live. You need to book your staycation day. I call it a staycation because most people that visit Bryce Canyon are actually not from the state of Utah. It's They're people from out of state. They're from out of the country. And I'm like, guys, we have uh, under, underneath, you know, just a th- three and a half hours away from us, truly a remarkable place to explore and to uh, make memories with friends and family members you can't buy our money doesn't buy happiness but it can buy some awesome experiences and uh, one of that ex- one of those experiences could be here at ruby's inn spending time with friends and family members so you can hike bike raise a horseback ride through the hooters of bryce canyon national park and make sure you're staying at ruby's inn rubyzin.com rubyzin.com forward slash 960 to get 20 percent off your stay here at uh, bryce canyon national park and uh, you're gonna love all of the activities uh, that you can take part in so gonna be here for the next four hours if you if you're in the area and you're listening to the show stop in say hello we're in the Ruby's Inn lobby yes the og lobby so come on over say hello we'd love to chat with you we've got a great show for you keep us locked in on that 960 a.m dial you can stream us from the wonderful website ESPN960sports.com, uh, the ESPN960 app, the TuneIn app as well. You can download the app from the respective app stores. Tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN960 app. You can also download the podcast, of course, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. You can follow me on, on X on Twitter at Criddle Benjamin. Uh, you can follow us at ESPN960sports for all of our questions and polls of the day so without further ado why don't we fire up the espn 960 starting line of music and i can introduce you to my two co-hosts i got two co-hosts today and it's a monumental day because uh uh i got uh, family next to me yes former byu defensive back 6'1 190 still has a 36 and a half inch vertical maybe better than that now he tested quite well at pro day some would argue that he's more athletic than his older brother Ben. I still think I got him. 
or I had him once upon a time. Let's welcome in former BYU great defensive back, my brother, Matthew Criddle. What's up, man? What's up? I'm excited to be here. It's, it's, it's a blessing to be here in Bryce Canyon doing the show for the first time, and I'm happy to be here with my I, brother Ben. I convinced him to, to be my co-host today, come on down with me and check out the wonder of the West. And uh, you went horseback riding this morning with yeah. your wonderful wife, Natalie. Yes. How was it? It was wonderful, yeah. we uh, I hadn't been on a horse since I was probably 10 years old, and we got to do that this morning. We're actually celebrating Natalie's birthday, uh, my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Nat. So we went and did that. We're doing some ATVs tomorrow and uh, whatever else we can do. Hike, uh, hike, bike, razor, horseback ride, you name it. Just go see the sights. Uh, truly breathtaking views, are they not? Oh, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. We just went to a, one of the lookout points, and I was I was mesmerized. Uh, my breath was taken away. I, did, I actually didn't know what Bryce Canyon was, honestly, until we got here, and it is absolutely beautiful, so you definitely should come down. Yeah, you hear about, like, the Grand Canyon, maybe Zion's National Park, Angel's Landing, all these things, right? But, like, I feel like the hidden gem of Utah, maybe even the hidden gem of all the national parks, is Bryce Canyon. And that's why I mentioned, like, all of the people that, that visit, it seems, or majority of the people that visit this fantastic uh, this fantastic place, this iconic location here on 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 God's earth, is uh, are from actually out of the state. They're out of the country that, and they're coming in from uh, all these different countries. And so, uh, let's learn a little bit more about that with um, one of my favorite people. He helped uh, me and my wife come together in that <laughs> harmonious bliss and make it a celestial thing. Uh, he yeah, is the general manager here at Historic Ruby's Inn, Bryce Canyon, Utah. Ruby's Inn. Is a, is a fourth-generation family-owned business that celebrated its centennial back in 2016 along with that uh, that first year of me and my, my now wife's uh, relationship. Lance Syrett, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, is in the house, 6'4", 220. <laughs> He's built probably like a middle uh, linebacker, maybe out, maybe like an outside, weak side defensive end. Man, I, drop I'm, 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 a, I'm a big ugly, man. I, I'd be a lineman right now. I'm, I'm more like 290. So, oh, so, 220. <laughs> 220, my friend. Not even my best day. But, yeah, Ben, I'm really proud that we uh, helped hook you up. I know you were a perpetual bachelor for a lot, long time, and I'm glad that you came down here and felt the magic of Bryce Canyon and figured out what you needed to do. So. Yeah, it, it it truly was the magic of Bryce yeah. uh, Bryce Cannon that brought us here. The magic of uh, the Cyrus family, Absolutely. the magic that's here at Ruby's Inn. Hey, I tell you what, as they say, we're a family business, so there's family in the atmosphere when you come down here and you just want to get a family, make a family, whatever you got to do. So come on down. And Anyway, so, yeah, Ruby's Inn, we've been here since 1916. Ruby was my uh, great-grandfather, and, uh, you know, we're still family business. I'm fourth generation. There's fifth generation that works here. We even got a few sixth generation to kick around here just – you know, picking up cigarette butts, stuff like that. So, anyway, so we got the little kids. and uh, But anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, Ruby, that, that's, uh, you know, one of the trivia items uh, that quite often we get is uh, a lot of people think Ruby was a woman. Because yeah. Ruby's a woman's name, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, his name was Ruben. Uh, he come out here. His wife's name was Minnie. That's my great-grandmother. So they sound like the Disney characters, Ruby and Minnie. Anyway, so they came out here, and uh, they, he was just wanted to be a cowboy and uh and just kind of dumb luck, you got in the tourist business, and here we are, 107 years later, still doing it. We, got, I mean, we don't want to leave. We we love it around here, and why would we go anywhere else? Like I said, it is it is truly uh, the hidden gem of of the West. Maybe one of the hidden gems of 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 the world because it is so unique. There, are, I, I don't know if there's any other place like this that has similar rock formations with the sure. color schemes. Like I, I don't think there are there are any places like no. this on Earth. Nope. In fact, they say that uh, Bryce Canyon National Park is the highest concentration of hoodoos. You know, you got those hoodoos, those rocks, means stand or rock standing like a man. Uh, there's no other place in the world you have a concentration like this. You know, you got some places in China, and you got some places, Goblin Valley, where you get the short ones and stuff. But you don't have anything like Bryce Canyon National Park. And Matt, you were mentioning, you know, like. Uh, you know, there's the Grand Canyon, and, and Ben, you guys were mentioning the Grand Canyon and Zion and things like that. And uh, we get we get visitors in here all the time, and they say, you know, I just came from the Grand Canyon. I was a little bit disappointed. And they say, you know, I've, I've heard so much about it. I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. 
but then they come here to Bryce and they say this this is unique this is beautiful this is a this is a true gem right here in Bryce Canyon. It's National funny Park. my my dad and mom have have stayed at Ruby's a number of times. They love Ebenezer's Barn and Grill. We're going to be there tomorrow night with a little boot scoot and boogie, a little live entertainment, eating some great food and, and dancing the night away, listening to some great music, obviously. But like my dad just my dad and mom love this place. Uh, they, they you know they've they've traveled the world right. They they travel That's all awesome. the country. They're, they're they're like in I think they're in Mexico right now. They were in in Europe a few weeks ago. It seems I'm like and they they always my dad always talks about. It. He essentially bears his testimony of the beauty <laughs> of Bryce Canyon National Park. Awesome. So he well, just texted me too right before the show. He's like, "You guys are at Ruby's? Oh man, I'm jealous." You know. <laughs> well, and we are a, a crossroads. Uh, you mentioned that so many of our people come from all around the world, and uh, very few come from Utah. And uh, you know, we get people uh, from Germany, France, Japan. You know, all the states in the union. And uh, you know, my wife. I was telling. I was talking to Natalie before the show here, and uh, I mentioned that she's from Las Vegas, Nevada. And you want to talk? She lives in the town of Tropic, which is 500 people now. And, and people ask her, they say, "Well, how can you do that?" As they say, it seems like you know, moving to a town of 500. And she's like, "Man, the whole world comes to us." You know what I'm they saying? Do. I mean, it's right here. It's a crossroads. I mean, as you look around the lobby, I mean, a lot of these people are speaking French and German, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crossroads of the world right here in Bryce Canyon National Park. Well, Lance, we appreciate you having us here. Absolutely. For those that don't know, Lance is a huge BYU fan. He is an SUU huge. alum. He's a T-bird, yeah. which both Matthew and I support, holds a special <laughs> place in our hearts because they 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 both recruited they they recruited right. us. Uh, we decided to take our talents, our walk-on talents, to Brigham instead. <laughs> we didn't like. We don't want your money. We just want to go walk on at BYU, yeah, right. you know. But uh, he is an SUU T-bird alum, but uh, tried and true BYU blue. He loves. Absolutely. He's a part of the Royal Army. Cougar you know, Nation. I, I, you know, I told you. I was gonna say. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad got season tickets. Now, keep in mind, we never slept overnight a single game. So we, so you mentioned it's three and a half hours of the stadium from here. Yep. So, so five years old, I'm waking up at the butt crack of dawn on a Saturday, driving three and a half hours to Provo, do the, do the games, watch Lavelle, you know, in his symphony, you know what he used to do. And then uh, we drive home, and it didn't matter what time it was. We were driving home, and uh, wow. sometimes we get home three o'clock in the morning. But man, and that was your dad. Memories. Your dad. Uh, oh, my dad, a mega fan, mega fan. He just turned eighty-one, so happy birthday, dad! But, shout uh, out to dad. Shout out. <laughs> What's so, his name? Uh, Mondell. 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 Yeah, if you're so. listening, Mondell, I, I don't know if you are. I'll but you are, man. Shout out to you, I'll man. I'll play this for him. Yes. He'll, he'll, uh, I'll tell him. Uh, listen to it on the podcast, and he'll tell. He'll say, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just play it for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Up to his ear. But yeah, great memories, a lot of the good games, you know, going back. Uh, we had season tickets clear till 2001, and then it just became way too convenient for the family to stay home and watch it on HD and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But but anyway, I still make it up to a couple games every year, and uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the great memories. What memories, like what game is embedded in your mind as a fan? I always like to ask this to Cougar fans that um, there's these iconic games, or even like just like these memories that that are emblazoned on on their hearts and minds with their 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 family members. Give me a give me an example of one of those memories. You know, uh, the Miami game. I mean, you probably hear that a oh, lot. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was that was a that special, was a special game. I mean, being there with Ty, and I just remember his time time in life. That was really cool. Yep. So, yeah, and, and a lot of other great memories. But that was probably the highlight. You know what? Is, who's your favorite all-time BYU football player? Well, it's probably Ty Detmer. I mean, I mean Heisman football player. I mean, you know, Heisman winner. Uh, you, you can't get any better than that. Those, those were special times. Those were magical times. Uh, you know, and nowadays, you know, with the the BCS, and now you've got uh, you know the the bowl uh, or the the playoff and things like that. And you got the Power Five. Back then, maybe I was young and, and naive, but it just didn't seem like it was that big a deal back then. And it was like it was more of an equal playing field, and there wasn't the haves and haves nots. I mean, there always has been, but it just seemed like. You, you could have that magical year back then. And, yeah. uh, you know, in Utah did. I mean, you know, we put it on Twitter every once in a while. We won a championship. We won the Natty, right? <laughs> so, and it did seem like a special time. So, yeah, a lot of good memories from that time. Well, uh, I just texted Ty. He, did you? He, it's probably game night tonight <laughs> because it's Friday Night Lights. Right, yeah. 313. Yeah, uh, and uh, yep. 
Uh, so he's probably prepping for a game. Uh, yep. He is, uh, after all, there at American Leadership Academy with with Max Hall, right. uh, coaching up those guys and also leading from an administrative yeah, standpoint as, as an athletic director. I know Dennis has been down there coaching as well. Really good football team, really good football coaches. I mean, how, how great would that be to be yeah. coached oh, by Ty yeah. Detmer and Max Hall, Dennis Pitt in high school? you got to be kidding me. Well, and I'll tell you, I was going to say, I'm still somewhere in my attic. I've still got it in a box. I've still got the uh, Sports Illustrated, the original one, Ty's prize, you know, with him after he won the Heisman. And that was a special time. So, yeah, that's probably my best, uh, my favorite uh, player ever. But uh, if, been he, a lot of great if he responds years. to me, I may have him call in. <laughs> oh, and yeah. So you can ask him a question, Lance. Uh, check oh, out the dear. rest of our ESPN yeah, 960 yeah. starting lineup. I got my brother, Matthew Criddle, former BOU defensive back, Lance Styra, the GM here at Ruby's Inn. Uh, we're going to have Gennaro Guilford hop on with us at 3.30. So BYU defensive back coach. I love Gennaro's story, not only as a player, but as a coach. Uh, he's been extremely impactful in this uh, revamped secondary. Um, it's been awesome to watch him develop, I would call, project players that have come in through BYU. But then also go find his own guys uh, that he felt – that he felt were, were great fits at BYU, recruit them here, develop them, uh, and, uh, and and this defensive back room has been flourishing under under Gennaro. So I want to highlight the corners. Jacob Robinson was just featured as the uh, the, the Thorpe Award uh, winner for the week with his performance versus Cincinnati, that pick six dropping off of man coverage, um, dropping off a of man coverage on a mesh route and picking off a pass. I mean, you just don't do that. That was a great instinctive play by him. But I want to talk to Gennaro a little bit about this no-fly zone on the back end of this BYU defense. They've been good. They've been really good this year versus the strength of schedule. So, General Guilford, we're going to welcome in Cannon Skidmore, 405. He's a BYU commit. He's a long snapper. It all starts with those specialists. you got to have all three phases on point. And so, Cannon Skidmore is going to join us, a five-star long snapper out of Arizona. Uh, Brittany Guilford is going to join us. Now, for those of you that follow the, the, the show consistently in my social media, What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With us on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, um, I became aware of of Brittany's uh, uh, putting in pillows company. Okay, uh, it's banana pudding with like these vanilla wafers, and sometimes you can get a if you're lucky, you can try out their strawberry, which is great. The the the, the strawberry is awesome as well. But uh, Brittany's a small company. Obviously, she's the wife of Gennaro, so I'm doing the guilt. I'm I'm double timing today. But uh, Brittany's growing her business. And I want to get to know her a little bit better. Uh, I want to know about her company, obviously. But then also, what is it like to be a wife of a college football coach? I think it's intriguing. So, and she's, uh, I think they're, they're both from Southern California. So they've, they're implants here in Utah. What has that transition been like for her? Uh, J- Jeffrey Fuller, uh, one of our ESPN 960 contributors, is going to join us at 5.05 to discuss some of the objective metrics that have made BYU a valuable entity, a valuable, valuable team member of the Big 12 as it pertains to media rights, that at 5.05. And then we'll also get into some Connor Pay sound at 5.30. All that and more here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. We're live from Ruby's Inn, rubyzin.com. Go to rubyzin.com forward slash 960 and book your staycation today. I call it a staycation because you're listening. You're, we're a local uh, a broadcasting station. Those that are listening that are within, you know, four four hours or so, five hours from Ruby's Inn and Bryce Canyon National Park. This is a great place to go and stay. Bring your friends, bring your family members, make some memories. Uh, I, I always say, you, you, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it can buy a stay at Ruby's Inn, and you can make some memories that are going to be lasting and experience the wonder of the West, which is Bryce Canyon National Park. All right, I want to get into the nitty gritty. Brought to you by Ruby's Inn, Ruby'sInn.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation. Of the nitty gritty. So, anyways, let's get down to the nitty gritty. 
The Nitty Gritty, always brought to you by Ruby's in, Ruby's in.com. Hike, bike, razor, and horseback ride through the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon National Park. You're wondering, what is a hoodoo? It's a red rock formation that juts up from the earth. It's it's uh, red. It, it turns this iron ore red, and uh, it is shaped like a... Um, like a column, and it's all—it's it, it, never con- completely symmetrical or congruent. All matter shapes and sizes. These hoodoos come in, and it is truly uh, an iconic place to visit. Bryce Canyon National Park. Make sure you're staying at the aperture of Bryce Canyon National Park at Ruby's Inn. Ruby'sIn.com. Ruby'sIn.com forward slash nine sixty gets you twenty percent off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park. One of the things that that uh, stood out to me today, I wanted to get to in the nitty gritty. John Canzano. Now, John has been at times very inaccurate in his reporting regarding the Pac-12 media rights deal, <laughs> you know, anything to do with the Big 12. Uh, it's somewhat of a, of a competition, right, these geographical journalists. Uh, but John has been he has swung and missed a number of times during this process. I find this article interesting to be determined whether or not this particular assertion is true, but it's entitled this, so check this out. The Pac-12's fateful $50 million counteroffer to ESPN was shaped by input from one university president, we've been told. Is that accurate, question mark? If so, who and how did he or she arrive at $50 million per school? So what's been reported and what has been confirmed is that George Klyovkov, after receiving an initial offer of roughly probably $31 million, it's probably similar to what the Big 12 was offered the first go-around. Because remember, they went to market first, right? So they were they were going to market. They were in the, those negotiations first. Big 12 also jumped in uh, around the same time and, and were ultimately negotiating their media rights too. But it was a similar offer, and that's what Navigate Research had projected. For those that follow those metrics, we've had Jeff Fuller on the show. We've delved into that data. The projection was very similar. Uh, the long-term projection for the for the Big 12 was actually better than the Pac-12 for a number of reasons. The Pac-12 is declining due to uh, demographics, geography, leadership. Um, there's distractions on the West Coast. Whatever it is you want to, you know, maybe the hyper focus on academics and what's most important to you. Maybe it's government subsidies for for research institutions. Whatever it is, the there is a slight decline on the projection, long-term projection. But the initial offering was very similar to the Big 12, and that's okay. What George Klyovkov ultimately did was counter-offer at 40-plus more percent than what they were actually worth, which is so asinine. It's so, like, disconnected from reality, and that's the, the ego, right, of, of the Pac-12 has been highlighted, especially during COVID. I always say that that, that COVID really opened the eyes of the rest of the college sporting world about what was most important to the Pac-12. And whether it's right or wrong, it it somewhat showcased their weakness uh, from a leadership standpoint and what they felt was most important at the time. And, uh, you know, by midseason, they were like, oh, our science, we finally figured out a cure to be able to avoid COVID and all this, whatever. Like, they, they jumped on board, right? It just looked really interesting from afar. It is what it is, but their their idea of themselves, the ego, um, dare I say narcissism, right, of, of this inflation of value, they were completely disconnected from reality. They, there's no pragmatism here, and they counteroffer. George Klyovkov counteroffered. And apparently the university president, this is per John Canzano, the university president, we, we were thinking it was ASU, we were thinking it was Cal, we were thinking it was somebody else, right, that was just completely disconnected uh, to to the sporting world, right? Those that are disconnected from, like, the sporting world, I feel like they're very ethereal in their mindset, right? They're not, they're not very pragmatic. Maybe they don't deal with interpersonal relationships a whole lot in the real world. It's like, if you can't do, you teach, right? That's the old saying. And so that you get into these higher echelons of uh, these institutions of higher learning, and you're, you're teaching, you're, you're, you're in the ethereal all the time and not the pragmatic value that you actually bring. Well, apparently... The president, per John Canzano, was the University of Utah president, Taylor Randall, which, if that's true, this report, if this is true, it makes a whole lot more sense why ASU, Utah, were completely arm-in-arm, and you had an athletic director at Utah saying, give me a break, quotation mark, whenever something negative about the Pac-12 was stated that the Pac-12 was or Pac-12 teams were 
were entertaining the the possibility of jumping to the Big 12. Um, things of that nature, right? It all starts to make sense. Kyle Whittingham, when he's asked about the Big 12, he responds by saying, well, eventually we're, or, you know, after the UCLA game, eventually we're going to be playing UCLA again. Once again, the ego, the the inflation of, 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 of maybe self-worth and, and the brand that they've created. And I'm not trying to undermine the brand that they've created, but if you were worth $50 million, you would have been paid $50 million. You would have been in the Big Ten from the beginning. You would have been, you would have been enticed to come to the Big Ten. They didn't want you. They didn't, they didn't ask you to come. In fact, they, they didn't even ask Oregon and Washington to come. Oregon and Washington had to, had to, had to take a, a half share in order to be a part of the Big Ten. So you didn't even get that half share, Utah. You didn't get that. So uh, once again, if this is accurate, which Kanzano has not been accurate all the time, I find it very interesting, and you're connecting the dots and reading between the lines here, Lance and Matt, uh, and you're wondering, oh, my gosh, well, this does seem to kind of align. It, may, it was either ASU or probably Utah in this in this conversation because Cal and Stanford, I mean, they barely, by the skin of their teeth, got accepted to the ACC. The Big Ten, the Big Ten didn't want them. Big Twelve didn't really want them. And um, the counteroffer and the individual consultant that Taylor Randall used to get his valuation was obviously erroneous. Lance, give me your thoughts on this. I know you've you followed this. Intently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think uh, the word you were looking for there is hubris. I think that's what. Uh, I think yeah, that's, that's what... A, we, we've heard the H word a lot. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's just that you know, being on the outside looking in the last ten, eleven years, and into the power, uh, you know, power five football leagues. You know, it's uh, you know the pat on the head, the little brother mentality, things like that. Uh, you know, it, it, I can't say it's not satisfying to see yeah. to see the fall of the, the Pac twelve and to see. How it fell, and uh, you know, I, me, I, I served my mission in San Diego back in the day, and you know, right there on the San Diego State campus. And I know San Diego State's not part of the Pac-12, but but the, the mentality is very similar. It's those uh, coastal schools, and you know how much they actually value football. You know, it's it, it, there's a disconnect between uh, what the analytics are with uh, you know the valuation and things like that, and what is in the stands. Yeah. I mean, the passionate fans. You know, the UCLA, and you know, I, I've been to the Rose Bowl and and seeing that place half BYU, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, holy cow, it's like these guys, there's definitely a disconnect with the value there, and I think this article just kind of touches on that, and and I think that uh, I think it's a virus. I think it gets in your head, and maybe Utah got some of that. Yeah, so like I said, John Canzano reporting that the, um, the counteroffer and the belief that the Pac-12 per school was worth $50 million came from Taylor Randall, University of Utah president, and – his consultant that uh, he was using within the University of Utah. So, uh, is that accurate? Is that true? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. With just judging by action, what University of Utah has done begrudgingly to jump into the Big Twelve. You know, they they, they said, okay, fine, all right. The Pac-12 is disintegrated. It, it, it is. It is died. Now we're willing to go to the Big 12. And and I still haven't received an answer from the Big 12 insider. I've, I've asked this question time and time again. I've had Max Olson on the show. I've had Jason Shearer on the show. All these Big 12, Pac-12 insiders. And I've asked him, why in the world did Brett Yormark throw a lifeline to Utah and ASU when they didn't even want to come? Why? Because you could have probably gotten them half off, a discount. Where else were they going to go? They're going to go to the ACC with, with the, the you know maybe, you know, but they would have been tied into that grant of rights immediate deal through 2036, right? That's the ACC deal unless they can figure out how to get out of that grant of rights, which sure. Clemson and FSU and UNC and all these teams are trying to get out of. But you're going to have to pay pay the piper a little bit there to in order to get out, or you're going to face some legal issues. So they weren't going to go. They would have had to. They would have had to either go ACC and you're through 2036 and you're not getting that invite, that potential invite to the Big Ten because those media rights come up in 2030. Or you go to the Big 12, take a half share, and then make your case, plead your case to the Big Ten in 2030 when those grant of rights media deals come back. Otherwise, you can go to Gloria Narvaez and the Mountain West, the, the pack of Mountain right. Westerners over there. You know what I mean? Like that. that right. I still don't understand the, the Brett Yormark, the New Yorker, the, 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 
the the art of the deal type of guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I've had to negotiate with New Yorkers. These guys, these people, they are ruthless. Right. You know, they are ruthless, and they 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 have eaten my lunch. You know, the the West Coast. LDS guy is like, well, I just want to be friends and create synergy and value adds. And there's like, we're chopping your head off. You're like, yeah, you know, we're gonna take all of what you're. Right. But you know, what I mean, I'm like, I just don't know, and I'm still trying to figure out why in the heck we're getting more information surrounding this deal, how it went down, and how Utah wanted no part of being in the same conference with BYU. Kyle Whittingham has showed his colors. They don't want to be a part of this. They don't want any part of it. They think they're better than the Big 12. They're begrudgingly coming here. They're university president, their athletic right. director, their head coach. They don't want anything to do with the Big 12. They don't fit in here at the, in the Big 12. Um, so, uh, obviously, Brett Yormark feels like he can make a lot of money off him, and he's probably going to try to convince him when this negotiation begins once again. I, I, I guess if there is some sort of negotiation with that grant of rights media deal when the Big 10 comes goes to market again. But... Uh, very intriguing stuff here. And I wish Brett Yormark would have not thrown the lifeline. I wish at least a diluted share is what I wish would have come about. Any thoughts, guys? Well, have we gotten a, a true – I'm not as educated on, like, the whole process of the, the merging of the conferences and the schools that are coming to the Big 12 and the shares. But what I heard is so Utah and the other schools are getting a full share. Full share. And BYU is getting the half share. Well, or, or, well, yeah. So they'll get BYU will get eighteen million. Eighteen million the first this, year. Yeah, this year, and then nineteen million the following. So next year, when Utah is a part of the conference, they will get. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Their baseline of 31 million dollars 31.7 million dollars plus on the back end you got bowl agree you got bowl payouts and you have ncaa payouts as well ncaa tournament payouts so yeah so they get uh they get a, a leg up on the competition a little bit that they've had now for you know over a decade 12 13 years and it was is it because that they were already a power five team coming into another power five conference that yeah but but even share, yeah or? but even oregon and washington just to, to just, as i mentioned oregon and washington took a diluted share to get into to big, get into the big ten yeah. so that's the precedent right that, that that's that's the facts mm-hmm. right a, stanford and cal took a diluted share in the acc yeah. you know what i mean like you know, SMU. I know they're not at Power Five, but like they're they're not even getting even anything for seven years. <laughs> so like, even. everything is negotiable. Sure, everything is negotiable here. So once again, I'm just like, what in the world were we doing, giving 31.7 million to two teams that wanted nothing to do with the Big 12? Right. You, you know, and uh, I just know what I see on X. I'm not an insider like you, Ben, but. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. As I say, is there any uh, truth to the uh, the collusion between the four teams? You know, Arizona, Arizona State, yeah. and Utah, and, and it's like, okay, we're the, all coming. And the only want, the yeah, only justification yeah. would be that yeah, it's right, like right. where Colorado left the first right, domino, right? Yep. And, and 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 you still had the Pac-12, right? It was kind of like what you know. There, there's there's a few coaches. I think it was the Oregon. Oregon coaches said, "Well, what did Colorado win when they were here? Yeah, they right, got really right. value anyway. Yeah. Whatever." But one more domino falls, and it all comes goes tumbling, right? So U of A was that next domino. So right, the only right. thing I, that makes sense in my business mind, small business mind of mine, I am I am feeble, I am inept, I am not a smart man, Jenny, but I know what the, what what a good deal is, right? That's how I feel. The the only thing I can think of is that U of A is like, look, Brett, we want to come, we really we want to come, but if we come, we know. We are leading to the demise of the Pac-12. We're, it's done. Right, right. Wait, wait. This thing's tumbling. This thing's just. It's going down to the ground. Okay. 
we're getting a full share, by the way, if we're coming. And if we're getting a full share, we got to make sure ASU gets a full share. And if ASU's getting a full share, then Utah needs a full share, too, because they're going to have to come to you guys because you're going to leave them out. So that's the only way I'm doing this. So, right. like, that's the only thing that I can say, okay, we will do it, but you got to make the jump. You know, U of A, you got to make the jump. Do you want – and U of A's over here like, well, do I want to take the $22 million Apple deal with streaming and, and, you know, the ASU presence over there like, this is remarkable, a streaming platform with all the Olympic sports? I've never seen such a – BYU fans ever like, are you kidding me? Where have you been? What are you doing? <laughs> like, how yep. – do you not get outside? You know, what, what do what do university presidents do on the West Coast all day? Anyway – it, that's the only thing I can think of. So the collusion that you mentioned and being arm in arm, there's there's got to be something. But until Brett Yormark addresses it, I'm going to just sit here in theory. So uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to try to get Gennaro Guilford on the line coming up next. Uh, he's probably doing some productive things, and we're going to talk to him about his no-fly zone coming up next. He's been fantastic coaching up these cornerbacks. We'll chat with him next here on the Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN. Wondering why I do so much, I love her. Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built, not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from Ruby's Inn, rubysin.com. Head on over to rubysin.com forward slash 960. Book your staycation today at the Wonder of the West. Right outside Bryce Canyon National Park sits Ruby's Inn, an iconic place that's been here for over 100 years. 1916 is when it was established, and uh, it's been the home for all those that wanted to uh, explore the wonder of the West Bryce Canyon National Park. Uh, i got two co-hosts today. i got my brother, Matthew Criddle, who's spending some time, some family time down here at Bryce Canyon National Park in Ruby's Inn. That's what you need to do. Book your staycation today. And I have the GM of Ruby's Inn right next to me, Lance Syred, uh, to uh, join me as my co-host. Little Baby is the uh, is the band of the day, the artist of the day, and No Fly Zone is the song of the day, brought to you by RoyalArmyBrand.com, BYU Swagger to buy fans for fans. And in this segment, we're going to welcome in uh, the defensive back coach, former BYU great that's leading this uh, no-fly zone. Uh, this secondary has been awesome this season. The cornerbacks have been on lockdown, and uh, much of it has to do with this coach that's on the line right now. Let's welcome in Coach G. Gennaro Guilford. What's up, G? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You got to come down here to Ruby's Inn. You and your family. You got you got free stuff, right, Lance? We got them hooked up. Oh yeah, we got. Say, we'll we'll just, take care of G and the family. Call me. We'll take care of him. All right, out the red carpet, especially so, as good as that secondary is playing. Nah. Thank you. No, nah, no, nah, we'll come. We'll come and pay for it. We like to try some new stuff. Awesome. Well, you you would love it down here. So yeah, we're having a good time, man, and uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, so, what does a coaching staff, G? What does a coaching staff do during a bye week? Break it down for us. <laughs> so uh, we still do have practice, you know. So we so we practice a few days of the week. Um, and then we kind of hit the recruiting trail a little bit. So currently I'm actually in Atlanta recruiting. I'm actually headed to a game as we speak. Love it. Friday night lights in the ATL. I know it, we've, we've seen some success not only via the transfer portal but also in commitments from Atlanta. I remember when, when K-pop came in, he said, uh, you know, hey, hey, I think ATL is a, is a great place to go and recruit. It sounds like you guys have been able to find some gems out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially with uh, K- K-pop's prior prior connection, you know. So um, he knows what type of kids kids that are out here, um, knowing knowing what kind of kids fit fit BYU, and that was a uh, a major a major uh, impact on uh, while we're here, you know. And I'm always here, probably once a year. My sister actually lives here, and I have a little nephew that that actually plays. Uh, Coach Fessy actually actually offered him about about two years ago. He's only a junior now, but nice. he goes to Milton High School and plays and, and plays receiver. Love that. A lot of connections, a lot of family connections. When you're recruiting guys, when you're evaluating guys, you know I get this question all the time. G is like, hey, what are they looking for? 
what type of player, what type of mindset, yeah. you know, what type of culture, like what is it that, they, that, that the coaching staff wants to see from like a cornerback or a safety? Could you break that down for us a little bit, uh-huh. like some of the qualities, maybe the tangibles that you're looking for? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, for us, the first thing has to be fit, you know. Um, we would we would hate to bring a guy in that's, that's uh, not a fit for not for not only our our locker room, but as a school, you know, because they're going to represent more than themselves. They're going to represent the family, um, the school, and everything else. So we have to make sure he's a fit. Then um, at the same time, making sure that he's humble enough to be coachable, you know. Um, if you can't be if you if you can't be coachable, you can't be successful, you know. Um, and then you know all the all the different attributes that may that may come with it, as far as uh, you know the height, the size, um, the speed. Um, you know me, I like I like I like kids that are dogs. You know they mm-hmm. they gotta they gotta want to be great. They gotta be competitive. You know um, don't like losing in nothing. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Whether whether it's tic tac toe, whether it's one on ones, whatever the case may be. So how do you find that? Like, how do you know whether or not? Yeah, I, I have this discussion a lot with with individuals. Like, uh, how do you how do you find whether find out whether or not a guy's a dog or not, and he really likes to compete? Is it is there yeah, a science yeah. behind that? Um, just through discussions, through their through their teammates, through their coaches. Um, you know, asking them certain certain questions, just kind of putting putting it out there, just kind of testing them a little bit. Um, and I kind of test them. Like, man, I. I'll dog you in one on one right now. You know what I'm saying? I just I just wanna see that you know, I just wanna I wanna hear that response, you know. I mean, some kids are like, Man, like some kids will respond like, Man, please. Like coach, I'm I'm sorry, but you're a little too old for that. I I would dog you. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. some kids will be like, I don't know, you might you know, it's, it's just different different responses, but um and, and, and it's not only in the response, you can tell by their play. Um, if they if they play with emotion and play with passion and stuff like that, um, and again talking talking to, to people that's 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 always around them. So when we go to schools, we talk to counselors, principals, just pick random kids just to talk to and and, and ask them about that person. You know, ask mm-hmm. they play if they play corner, ask the ask the wideouts about them. If they play wideout, we gonna we gonna ask the corners about them. So just get everybody's input on on how that person really really is. Coach Gennaro Guilford here on ESPN 960, defensive back coach, cornerbacks coach for the BYU Cougar football team. Uh, I don't know the last time that BYU's been in the top 30 in the country in uh, opponent passing yards per game, but 2023s look good. I know there's plenty to improve upon. I know you're working on that, but collectively, the the takeaways with the you know the limitation of chunk yardage plays and limiting uh, efficiency. I mean, how, how would you grade out your crew right now in the secondary and your corners in particular? Oh, uh, I mean, I think we're doing okay. Of course, like you said, there's the we may have lost G. See if we can reconnect with them, Ron. See if we can reconnect with them. Yeah, I, I look, I, I, they're 28th in the country in passing yards given up per game, which is is really good. Now, pass, passing, uh, team passing efficiency defense, they can improve there. They're kind of middle of the pack, 56 in the country, uh, but not too far off. Uh, they played, you know, the the last the last couple of weeks. They played uh they they played the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, two teams that, you know, Emory Jones is an experienced Power Five quarterback uh, that found some. Some apertures in the in the BYU defense. Obviously, KJ Jefferson, a phenomenal quarterback that can do a lot not only with his legs but through the air. And uh, Jalen Daniels. These last three quarterbacks are really, really good quarterbacks, all things considered. So, uh, Coach G, you were you were talking about some of the things that you know that you've been impressed by and things you're going to be working on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, missed opportunities are things I think that we're going to work on. Um, Continuing to understand certain concepts, uh, situational football, down the distance, and things like that. Um, and then, um, again, just taking ownership for for everything that we do, but we have to make the plays when they present themselves. Let's talk about Jacob Robinson specifically. Um, 
How much improvement have you seen from Jacob Robinson from even last year to this year? He just received the, I think, the the Thorpe uh, Award of the Week for his performance versus Cincinnati. I've been extremely impressed with him. What stood out to you about his improvement from last year to this year? Yeah, you know what? Um, I give a I give a lot of credit to Coach Coach Jay Hill and um, and and Eddie and and uh, Cam coming over from Weaver because he kind of all those guys kind of made his game. Uh, go to the next level because now he wasn't the only one that was athletically gifted um, and, and, and just a, a pure corner. Um, they they made Jacob kind of study the film differently, and um, and now those guys are kind of um, reading more concepts and understanding things. So it's always good when you have teammates who are just as good or, or, or better than you because now it kind of ups the level of your game um, every day as far as practice go and, and in the meeting room. Yeah, Jacob, um, man, from from the moment that he stepped on campus, I felt like he's been a playmaker. I loved him in the the, the bowl game, open field tackle, game winning tackle, yeah. and and now he's he's just picking off passes uh, left and right. It seems. Could you break down for us the the calculated risk that he took in in picking off that pass versus Cincinnati? I think he was in man coverage. It was a mesh route. And he dropped off. Like, who does that, G? No, yeah, absolutely. And and again, and, and that's what I'm saying as far as just just certain things as far as taking a uh, ownership. As soon as he came off to the sideline, he was like, "Coach, man, that's that's, that's my fault. I thought I thought I'd seen somebody somebody cut the route, so I just stayed there, and they just so happened to do it to, to throw it to me. I'm like, man, look. <laughs> at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. Um, you made a play." You put some points on the board, just don't let it happen again. But <laughs> at the same time, of course, uh, 63,000 fans were very, very excited, including everybody on the sideline. So, um, I mean, things like that happen, you know. And uh, so I, I, I definitely gave him some, some, uh, some uh, kudos. But at the same time, um, he knows that he can't let that happen again. Coach Gennaro Guilford here on ESPN 960. Two guys, two newcomers, Eddie Heckard and Camden Garrett. They've made a big impact, I think, in your secondary. I know Eddie has been a little bit dinged up. Doesn't look like he's fully healthy. He's look, working through some things, it's, it sounds like. Uh, but both of them have been really good this year for you. What stood out to you about their individual play? Yeah, um, both of their preparation, you know, the way they prepare for the game. And that's what, I'm, and that's what I was saying earlier as far as having those guys helping – Helping Jacob uh, up his level of play um, because of those guys, you know, and they're and they've been a part of, of Jay's system for for four years. So I mean, they know exactly what what, what Jay wants, um, what he likes to do in certain coverages and things like that. So that's just helped Jacob out so much, man. Um, and those guys are actually great for all my young guys. You know, I have a, I have a handful of young guys, probably about four or five young guys who can who can really play and that are very, very athletic, athletically gifted. Um, and those two guys alone are, are helping those young guys kind of um, prepare prepare to be the next guy up. Um, but those guys, again, approach the game the right way. They're both physical. Um, they both understand concepts, how they're going to play certain things. So um love having both of those guys. What does the future of your quarterback room look like right now? Uh, who, who are you optimistic about in that room that's been stepping up in practice, maybe on the scout team? Give us a breakdown. Yeah. Um, we have about four guys who are who who uh, are doing very, very well. You know, uh, Evan Johnson, Marcus McKenzie, Maury Bamba, Jaden Dunlap. So those, those four um, kind of – Kind of taking that next step that we really, really need to be successful in the future. A uh, couple last things before we let you go, G. As I know you got things you got to do, and uh, you're on the recruiting trail right now. Appreciate you joining us. Do you feel like BYU's defense going to be pretty much fully healthy? Uh, I mean, all things considered, going into this TCU game, TCU week. Uh, we hope so, man. That's the plan. The bar came at a a perfect time. We had a we. We had a few dudes uh, dinged up a little bit, but hopefully uh, during this bye, you know, we can we can uh, get them get them iced up a little bit and 
and be ready to and be ready to roll. But at the same time, if they're not, I mean, we need these same guys to step up and continue to do what they do. Love it. You are on the recruiting trail. For those that have, uh, you know, individuals that, you know, could be a fit for BYU, that have the physical abilities to maybe uh, make that transition to Power 5, Power 4 football, what's the best way for individuals that are listening, BYU fans are listening, to, to get film out to, you know, the recruiting staff and get it in front of you to truly evaluate it? What's the best way to approach that? Yeah, I would – I would probably say I would probably say social media. That's that's mm-hmm. that, that, that's probably the easiest thing. Or uh, get with our recruiting department. You know, Justin Anderson, Brandon Bradley, Vince, Fula. Uh, uh, those those are the guys that kind of uh, bring us guys every single day and just kind of own it like that. So if, if it's not social media, emails are kind of hard because we kind of we're kind of busy and we check emails every every once sure. in a while. But we do kind of check them, but. Um, I would say social media or through our recruiting department. Love that. And, and final thing, um, I was introduced a few weeks ago, okay, to putting in pillows. And uh, this is your wife's company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I've it had is, Mag- yes. I've had Magnolia Bakery banana pudding. Like, and it, it was phenomenal. I've been there to the bakery. I've eaten it, and I, I was blown away at the taste, at the texture, um, you know, the care that went into it. Your wife has done a tremendous job. I invite everyone to check out Pudding and then end PuddingInPillows.com and order your banana pudding today. How much banana pudding do you have in, in like, your reservoirs, in your freezer, in your fridge right now? How often do you eat this stuff? Uh, I don't have a lot because it's always gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, whenever, whenever she makes it, um me and the family kind of run through it. You know, it's it's a it's, it's definitely a dessert that we that we uh, have been eating for a while, and um, very very happy for her that I can uh, be here just to be in her corner. She's been in my corner for you know the whole time, so um, it's, it's it's definitely something that I'm very very proud of. Well, we're going to get to know her story a little bit, bit later on the show. She's going to hop on. It started in L.A. It's now in Utah. So, uh, Cougar Nation, if you want to try the best banana pudding in the country, then go to puddingandpillows.com. Order it today. Gee, thanks so much for hopping on, brother. Uh, good luck on the recruiting trail. We'll catch up with you again soon. I uh, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Coach Gennaro Guilford. Guys, Matthew, Lance, any thoughts, uh, any follow-up to the jo- Coach Gennaro Guilford interview? I mean, I was just curious. I I didn't get to look at the play that closely. I was at the game, um, the the Cincinnati game, when Jacob Robinson got that pick six, which was huge in in the first half um, to give us the lead. But so essentially, it was a mesh route. His guy went in on a short crosser. Yep. He saw someone else coming across the field towards him, so he cut or sent his guy across and went off of him and and basically just. Jumped in, jumped, jumped in front it. of the pass. Took, yeah, exactly. Which you don't typically do in man coverage unless you have a pre-snap well, call, right? You have a pre-snap call, and there wasn't a pre-snap he, cut. He had, he had an alert the cut. Is that is that what it was? They didn't alert it, though, I don't think. The, okay. From what I was told, he decided, like, he, he, just, he well, he said, I thought I heard maybe an alert. Okay. But they didn't cut it. Okay. Like, they didn't have a, it wasn't uh, pre-snap. Well, I guess it depends, too, on the on the man coverage because if it was more of like a zero concept i don't know what it was but it was it was zero coverage so here okay you take a look at this real quick um because you can see the i'll have matthew look at this and kind of break it down so this is the the pre-snap look right so here's the pre-snap look and it was a it was the ball's on the hash right so this is a uh the ball's on the on kind of the short side of the field you get a tight bunch to the boundary or to the weak side to the short side of the field and Jacob is in zero coverage, man coverage. He looks like he's probably head up versus a tight split, mm-hmm. a narrow split tight. wide receiver, you know, tight end and or X, X or Y, depending on their personnel grouping here. Um, he gets an inside release. He recognizes mesh, which is two shallow crossers. And he drops off of his man, lets his man run, and then he jumps in front of the up. The, the, uh, the opposite drive route or shallow crosser picks yeah. it off. Yeah. The his guy was wide open on the other okay. side because there was no 
There was no so cut a- Everyone call. was running with their guys. There was no Everyone true. was, yeah. Okay. So he, he freelanced a little bit. Yeah. Went outside structure, recognized something. Saw something coming his way. <laughs> yeah, saw something coming his way. He jumped in front. And he, so one of the things that I thought was interesting, John Beck joined us uh, earlier this week, and we were talking about the difference between college and NFL. And he said the difference is that, and, and we maybe we can find this quote because I think it's poignant here. Uh, and I don't want to misquote him. But in essence, he said, NFL, the NFL, if you just run scheme versus scheme, like you don't, you just don't always win. You're not always going to win. The difference is much of the personnel in the NFL can run scheme like 80% of the time, and then all of a sudden they see something, they get a visual stimulus. Their preparation meets opportunity, and they go outside of structure and they go make a play, like Jacob Robinson did there. That's the difference between a college schematic player and an NFL guy going outside structure. Now, Kyle Van Oy, how often did Kyle Van Oy freelance at BYU? All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time, but he made plays. You know, not everyone can do that. And Coach G, you heard it. He's like, he started laughing. He's like, yeah, it worked out for you this time. But if it doesn't work out, I'm not saying Jacob Robinson's going to get benched. But, like, if you do it too many times and you miss – you, you, you do sometimes find yourself riding the pine. So it's a calculated risk, I call it. Matt, yep. your thoughts? Because you've seen guys yeah. you've played with that freelance a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that was something I had to learn was not always sticking perfectly. I mean, yes, you want, within your assignment you, you want to you know, do your job. But if you see something and you sense something that's coming based on the formation, take a calculated risk, you know, based on the down and distance, everything that you've studied. You know, that's how you make plays. It's not always like, oh, if the play comes my way, I, I'll make it. You know, sometimes you have to make the play happen by taking a calculated risk. And I had to learn that in my career. So, yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Lance, you take calculated risks all the time, I'm sure, in business and in sport. You know, you know the thing I got a kick out of is that uh, in his post game interview, he basically said, "Yeah, I messed up." Uh, he started it out that way. You know, he admitted it. It's like, man, don't admit that you messed up. <laughs> you know what? What is the old saying that uh, you better take credit when it's good because when it's bad, they're gonna they're def- they're gonna give you the same kind of credit, just negative credit. Yep. I got a kick out of that that he he admitted that it was a blown coverage and. Happy accident, man. <laughs> Next time, that's what Coach Gilford needs to tell him is just don't don't tell him that. Just just uh, say, yeah, that was a heck of a – I knew what I was doing. My poll of the day, I haven't put it out yet, but or maybe I have. Maybe Gaff's put it out, but I was talking to him about it. Which position group have you guys been most impressed by this season? You know what I mean? Which, which real quick, like offense, defense, which which position group? Well, I, I think it has to be defense. I mean, especially where we came from. And man, I, I loved Eliza, and he was a great dude and, and things. But there was just something wrong last year. And, and as fans, we could feel that. And uh, I'll tell you, the improvement is is markedly. It's just awesome. I mean, you know what uh, Coach G's doing with the the secondary and the cornerbacks. I mean, when was the last time that five games in the season we had three interceptions? One guy had three interceptions. That's been a long time. So. Definitely head and shoulders above where we were. Matthew. I'd say defensive backs as well. There was a lot of talk about the safety room with the, the injuries, and I've been impressed. You know, two walk-ons back there, Tanner Wall, Ethan Slade, and the cornerbacks, I, they've been balling. You know, you haven't seen a whole lot of broken plays that have gone deep on, on our defensive backs, so I'd have to say the defensive Yeah, backs. speak. It was a, it was a, you, you were a safety uh, at BYU. You also played some flash linebacker. Give a, an overall synopsis of what you've seen this season from the safeties. Well, I mean, just – you know, I wasn't looking deep into, like, you know, the personnel and everything. I just, you know, I, I love all my guys. But uh, there was just a lot of talk about, oh, do are we going to have struggles in the safety, in the safety room? Because Michael Harper and Talon Alfrey went down. But Ethan Slade is a baller. Like, he's proven it, you know, time and time again. Yes, for those that don't know Ethan or Devin, I mean, Ethan's not perfect by any means. No, but, sure. like, in practice, how good has Ethan he, been over the last few years? He's a playmaker. And the reason he earned a spot last year was because he was making plays in fall camp, and that's why he ended up getting a lot of reps. And so I think he just continues to show that consistently. And then you have guys like Tanner Wall who are just consistent. They give 100% effort, and I think that's why he's been starting. And he's been making tackles, making some big plays. So, you know, i, I got to give credit to the safety room. Yeah, they've they played well, and uh, I think they'll continue to improve. Uh, but Jacob Robinson, three picks 
42 yards return and a touchdown. Max Tooley's got a pick. Eddie Heckard, Camden Garrett both have picks. Uh, they've been really good. They've limited quarterbacks, so I think 61% completion percentage. BYU has six interceptions on the year. That's tremendous. BYU's allowed only 1,000 passing yards. That's 208 per game. Second to only Texas in the Big 12, guys. So the, the defensive backs deserve a ton of credit right now. We're live from Ruby's Inn, rubiesinn.com. Stop by. Uh, we're at Ruby's Inn, guys. We're, we're here. So if you are in the area, stop by. I don't know if you're here out there uh, in the Bryce Canyon area, but we'd love to see you. We're at the Ruby's Inn lobby here in uh, right there at the aperture of Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. We're going to go to break. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, the 405 segment, we're going to welcome in uh, Cannon Skidmore, five-star long snapper and tight end that's committed to BYU, a little Crute and the Cougars segment. It all starts uh, with uh, with with you know recruiting guys and uh BYU got a nice commitment from Cannon Skidmore I think it was a it was a month or so ago uh this is a nice pickup I know Kelly Papinga does his due diligence with his kickers long snappers all the specialists so I'm intrigued to get to know Cannon coming up next this is Cougar Sports on with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.